Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey everybody, Paul Rambley, estate planning attorney here and excited about another edition of the podcast. So here we go. Okay, so my last edition of the podcast discussed one of the two types of wills or testaments or last will and testaments, whatever you want to call it, um, specifically as it relates to Louisiana law because every state can be different. So in the last podcast, we talked about uh, part one of two parts. We talked about the oligraphic testament. And so in this podcast, we're going to talk about um, the other form of a testament in Louisiana called the notarial testament. Now, the notarial testaments are more common because those are the types of testaments that lawyers typically prepare. They're typically uh, computer generated, so they don't have that handwriting requirement that the oligraphic will has. But there are some very specific requirements that must be met to pass muster as a notarial testament. And just know in advance, as I go through these requirements, that there are many, many you know, court cases that have been litigated um, in an attempt to uh, – and, and you know, judges have had to um, you know, help – define terms and help um, clear up any ambiguities when there's some uncertainty whether the formalities have been met. So let's just jump right in. And um, so we're going to talk about what are the requirements for a notarial testament. And so I'm pulling out my Louisiana law books to make sure I get it just right. So because every word in our you know, law, in particular these laws, when people are questioning the validity of a will, uh, we need to get it all just right. So if you need to stop, uh, go back 15 seconds and go forward 15 seconds, do whatever you got to do. But we want to make sure we get it right. So, okay. For a notarial testament... Um, we're going to start with the fact that the notarial testament shall be prepared in writing and dated and shall be executed in the following manner. If the testator knows how to sign his name and to read and is physic physically able to do both, then... So let me just back up for a second. Yeah, there's... there's um, statutes in our law where if people can't read or they're not physically able to sign, we'll get to all those in a minute. So this is the typical notarial will where the testator, the person whose will is being written, both knows how to sign his name, most people know how to do that, and they must know how to read. And I would say maybe people out of state think that might be questionable for us Louisiana folks, but we know better. So if the testator knows how to sign his name and to read and is physically able to do both. So if they can be physically able to do those th two things, sign their name and read, then the following are the requirements to have a notarial testament in Louisiana. 
and I'm going to go through the two different paragraphs that are part of our statute. Paragraph one, in the presence of a notary and two competent witnesses, the testator shall declare or signify to them that the instrument is his testament and shall sign his name at the end of the testament on each, and on each other separate page. So paragraph number one of two paragraphs is the um, declaration or um, the testator signified that the instrument is, is his will and they have to sign their name at the end of the testament and on each other separate page. Okay, so there's lots of court cases where people, you know, sign here, sign there, but that's what the statute reads. Then there's a second paragraph that um, is another requirement. It's, I'll call it, you know, signing the declaration paragraph. So it says, in the presence of the testator and each other, the notary and the witnesses shall sign the following declaration or one substantially similar. Quote, in our presence, the testator has declared or signified that this instrument is his testament and has signed it at the end and on each other separate page. And in the presence of the testator and each other, we have hereunto subscribed our names this blank day of blank, 2000 blank. Okay, so the notarial testament must have a statement that I just read or one substantially similar to it. Again, more court cases. Um, and the um, and the notary and the witnesses must you know sign uh, after that declaration or sign the following declaration. Okay, so to meet the validity requirements of a notarial will, it's got to be writing and dated, and the testator must declare or signify that it's his will. And the testator must sign his name at the end of the will and on each other separate page. And then the notary and the witnesses shall sign a declaration that is substantially similar to what I just read. And that meets the validity requirements of a notarial testament in Louisiana. All right. Now, we've got all these exceptions. I don't see them much. And know that, you know, don't rely on everything I'm saying because there's, there's more statutes, there's more court cases. Uh, I have limited time here in this podcast. But there's other requirements to meet a notarial testament if the testator is literate and cited, you can see, but physically unable to sign. So there's other provisions when that in that set of circumstances, there are other statutes and provisions when the testator does not know how to read or is phys physically impaired to the extent that he cannot read. There's other provisions for if the testator knows how to and is physically able to read Braille. Then there's other provisions for a person who has been legally declared physically deaf or deaf and blind and who is able to read sign language, Braille or visual English. Okay, so I just, you know, those are those are kind of rare, although when you have those circumstances, you have to meet those varying requirements for a notarial testament that I'm not going to get into. I would say 99 plus percent of them fall under that first um, set of requirements for a notarial testament. 
which are, again, writing in writing, dated, um, testator knows how to sign his name and read and physically able to do both. And then the testator declares or signifies that it's his will, signs his name at the end of the testament and on each other's separate page, and the, in the presence of the testator and each other, the notary and the witnesses shall sign the declaration. Okay, so those... Um, now, why are notarial test testaments seen so much more than oligraphic testaments? Well, I alluded to it earlier it's because, you know, notarial testaments are the ones that, you know, lawyers typically prepare. Because it's such an important instrument, most people go to lawyers, like myself, to get these things taken care of because the potential for something going wrong is great. And when it goes wrong, it can have significant impacts on surviving family members. So most people go to lawyers and, um, and, and, when lawyers prepare these documents, um, they typically, you know, cover the the right things, cover uh, several things that may not be covered if a layperson tried to do this by himself or by herself. So let me go through. Plus, you know, notarial testaments they don't have to be, you know, t in typed form, but really they all are. Um, and so computer-generated just makes it easier to get these things prepared rather than, again, the oligraphic will has to be entirely in the handwriting of the testator. And, you know, some of these wills get to be fairly fairly lengthy, so, you know, handwriting is just old school. Okay, um, so what are the kinds of things that are in notarial testaments that oftentimes we don't see in oligraphic testaments? In the, in the prior podcast, we talked about how Fred Watson, you know, could pull out a sheet of paper and a pen and virtually in one sentence write his will. And lots of potential problems there. So things that are typically covered in the in the typical notarial testament is, you know, typically it, it defines who the family members are. While, the, while that's not required, it may state, you know, who the testator's spouse is, who the testator's children are. Um, sometimes that can clear up some ambiguity. Um, a notarial testament will name an executor. It will likely um, state that the executor may act under the simpler independent executor uh, provisions. A notarial testament will typically waive all of the bond requirements that are um, otherwise required for administrators or executors or use of fructuaries or trustees, and so they waive all those bond requirements. Um, notarial testaments often include what's called a testamentary trust. It's, it's a form of a bequest. Instead of it going outright to a person, it goes in a trust for person. That's common when people are leaving things to minors. People are leaving things to irresponsible heirs. People are leaving things to heirs who are receiving government benefits. And also we see testamentary trusts sometimes when people want to make sure that the inheritance stays in the bloodlines or in the family, um, perhaps even past the next generation. So those testamentary trusts are often provisions we see in uh, Louisiana notarial testaments. And in other Louisiana testaments, we see some people wanting to leave 
some form of a usufruct, often to their spouse, um, and name naked owners, perhaps their children, as the naked owners to have ownership of assets at the termination of their spouse's usufruct. So that's a common provision in a notarial testament. Another thing that, that's often covered in a notarial testament are reasonable contingencies. We talked in our oligraphic post about Fred just wrote an oligraphic will leaving everything to Mildred. And we talked about how there was a pretty good possibility Mildred could predecease Fred and then the will doesn't address that. So there's many um, contingencies that are um, addressed in the in the typical notarial testament. What if the executor dies? What if the executor refuses to serve? What if um, people who are left bequests predecease? Or what if they want to refuse the inheritance and let it go to their children? Um, are there some tax estate tax ramifications? of leaving bequests to certain people a certain way that have to be addressed um, in the testament. So uh, there, and then there's all of the unique Louisiana law that is often um, covered in the notarial testament, things like forced airship and a term nobody understands called collation. So those are often addressed in the notarial testament and rarely addressed in the oligraphic testament because usually the testator of an oligraphic testament has one thing on their mind. They address that one thing in their handwritten will, and they feel like they've got everything in order. So there you have it. Part two, the notarial testament. Um, probably Not probably, but that's, you know, if, if you use the right people who can provide you with the right kind of service, the notarial testament is what you'll wind up with. Um, and, um, and, but, because we get asked so many times by so many people, is this valid? Is that valid? Can I make my own valid will? Um, what's the witness, the notary requirement, where, when, how, who? I thought I'd lay out these two um, posts or podcasts so that you could have an idea of at least the formality requirements of the two types of wills in Louisiana. So, Make sure you take this knowledge uh, with you and um, leave a legacy behind and um, you know, take care of this stuff. One of the most important things you can do. Hope that helps. Take care.